Chào bạn đến The Fucking Podcast. Tôi là MC Jaden. Và tôi là MC Thư. Thư khỏe không? Mình khỏe. Bạn thì sao? À, hey guys, so welcome to the fucking podcast. That was our <laughs> our intro in Vietnamese. Um, the reason why we introduced ourselves in Vietnamese was because everybody knows how whitewashed I am and out of touch with my own culture, and I wanted to show that I I can in fact speak a little bit of my culture. And today, you know, we're actually not going to be talking about my culture though. We're going to be talking about the Korean culture. In Korea, um, so yeah, that was our little Vietnamese intro. Yeah, before you come at us for being Korea boots, remember Jaden is trying to stay in touch with his culture. Yes, very much so. Um, but I guess I can just say, speaking of like attacking us before <laughs> all of you armies, BTS fans, come for us just know that we love bts and we appreciate them for all of that they've done but they're not everything blackpink is just kidding the fucking podcast in your area <laughs> oh my god please delete that <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> no honestly that should be a new intro the fucking podcast in your area Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I think, I think we can stick to what we have, okay, and not have to rehearse the Vietnamese ten different times. Because I'm telling you, that's literally what we fucking did. But, anyways, speaking of BTS and Blackpink, we're gonna be talking about K-pop today, yes. and how such of a large genre it is, and now that it is becoming super big and cool and widespread on a very 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 global scale yeah it's now such such a big influence but you know if you were a k-pop fans a couple years ago you were like automatically korea boo like literally yeah. if you made it known that you liked k-pop of some sort then you were a korea boo or like you were just fucking weird yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because okay so whenever I think this was, what year was it? I can't do the math. If I was in sixth grade, I'm currently 10th grade. So, like, that was, what, four years ago? Yeah. So, let's say, okay, around four years ago is, that, is when, like, K-pop and BTS, especially, became very, like, much trendy in the U.S. And, like, people just went crazy for them. And that's whenever I discovered K-pop and BTS and Blackpink. I remember being in sixth grade on the playground, dancing with my friends to kill this love. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> Till this day, I still can't do the choreography. I'm not a dancer. I barely can say the words, but I was definitely a fan back then. But yeah, people thought I was a Korea boo. Everything I did, Korea boo, Korea boo. You want to be Korean so bad. Yeah. Let's see. I got into K-pop when I was 10, 11. Very young. So when I was in K-pop, like that was even before it like blew up, blew up. I think K-pop has always been like, it's always been progressing, you know, as a genre becoming more widespread as time goes by. And especially too, 
because I am a fob, guys. <laughs> I grew up in Vietnam and stuff, so there was a huge, huge like Korean influence, especially like media, so K-pop, and like shows, dramas, movies, and stuff. So like when I was living in Vietnam, it wasn't really that much of a big deal, you know. Like it was more accepted, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, because I I lived in an Asian country, and so like yeah. Asian media is constantly flowing and being exchanged. So like when I really got into K-pop though was after I moved to the U.S. and when I liked it when I was like 10, 11 years old, like I was so conscious, like self-conscious about making it known that I liked it. Mm. Like I did not want my little 10-year-old self to be called out on the playground as a career boo, even though even <laughs> though my classmates probably knew what that was, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it was very much, I wouldn't say it was not nearly as, I guess, cool and trendy as it is now. Yeah. Definitely back in the day, like people... I mean, I guess people still do make fun of you. I don't know. Well, okay. I guess, like, especially in my area, too, since me and you both live in the South. Well, you live, like, what, in the Midwest? I do not live in the South, Jane. Midwest, right? Yes. Okay, same thing, same difference. But, like, especially, like, me and South, I feel like a lot of people, like, make fun of people that like K-pop. I don't know if that's just a racism thing or what but i i expect like in bigger cities and states it's more accepted and more um hyped i would assume right yeah i'd say so and i think it's just um, i think especially for you where you do live in a very closed-minded homogenous area quoting you from what you said in past episodes (laughs) people probably definitely not nearly as accepting but like still i guess now it's it's kind of now that it is becoming more wide known and people know what it is like it's not as weird i guess yeah than it is back then like people yes. aren't gonna like look at you and be like what the fuck are you talking about like you're fucking like stop being a weirdo um like it's cool i think like you can kind of say the same for i, I guess it's kind of sad because I feel like a lot of different forms of Asian media has had this problem. Like, I remember when, I don't know, I don't know, you probably remember too, but, like, the point where if you liked anime, then you were, like, automatically a weeb, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But now I guess it's also kind of cool to like anime. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm surrounded by people who also, like, pretty accepting of that stuff because, I don't know, they are Asian so I just feel like these things are becoming more accepted and just mm-hmm. widespread in general. Yeah. But I do want to reiterate the fact that the reason we are making this episode strictly about Korean media and such is because, like me, I am out of touch with my own culture. And um, this <laughs> the Korean culture is something and media is something that me and two have bonded a lot over especially like the fact that we met literally in Korea yeah. so I'm not trying to be Korean we are not trying to be Korean um, we're not only London we are appreciating <laughs> it and talking about the positives and some negatives throughout this episode yeah I guess Korean just media. paying our homage to our experience too bring it back to the whole two besties via yes. besties who this made Korea. a big impact on our lives so. Yeah, in general. So, but honestly, 
like I think one of the reasons why K-pop is so big is because like how we were able to bond over it like there's so many different ways that people bond over it or there mm-hmm. and then it brings together so many different types of people too and especially yeah. i don't know if you're on stan twitter but at one point i was into k-pop enough that i was on stan twitter and let me just say there is a it's a whole community on stan twitter mm-hmm. okay like there are so many different fans from so many different places around twitter. the world just like coming together to like hype up our ultimate group you know our biased group and uh, that is so funny you say that though because currently i don't know if you guys are aware of the show it's a competition show correct boys planet yes yes it's boys or men's competing to um (laughs) be k-pop idols right like this yeah they're competing to debut in a group debut yes that's the word debut but yeah there's so many videos of them on stan twitter because this year they are literally like so hilarious because they i mean they're talented but like i don't know the clips and their performances that are posted online like their singing is okay not really their dancing is okay (laughs) but i don't understand twitter is just like putting like fire under them and it's so funny for that yeah and honestly like even tiktok and stuff is too but like genuinely though if you like going back to the whole thing of like how it's super popular now so then it's much more widespread and it's like being normalized i guess you can say like boy spider obviously those clips it's fucking hilarious. Like, they're bad, yeah. right? But it's not... It. I don't know if you know or if, like, you've watched past, like, Korean survival shows. Uh, because Boys Planet is not the first one by any mm. means. It's, like, a, it's a whole generation of them, I guess you can say. But it's not anything new. Because if you watch Girls Planet or, <laughs> like... <laughs> which is the one that came before this or like yeah. all of the other ones literally everybody starts out as bad as these boys did <laughs> okay yeah, I... like none of them are good when they first start out it's sometimes they are genuinely just good but then like their nerves get the best of them so then it's like super shitty performance but it's not anything new but i think it's just now that it's becoming so popular and things like that it's the twitter people culture emphasizing, the twitter. yeah people are emphasizing a lot more and i think it's a lot funnier but i guess you if you had went back and watched like past versions of the same concept they're all funny because they were all bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as like also like that is getting on a like a larger scale and getting bigger audiences along with shows like boys planet with idols trying to debut we also have on the flip side the idols that have debuted which are like groups like blackpink um new jeans exo 17 all these bts yeah like you know um blackpink oh my gosh what am i saying two you literally went to the concert of blackpink i'm so jealous jealous i did go i drove i didn't drive my friend drove i was in the car though um we drove i guess we took a like a six-hour road trip to Dallas just to see Blackpink. And it was 100% worth it because they dominated, okay? They did. Also, like, speaking of this, I don't know if 
the listeners are K-pop fans, but to all of you fucking Blackpink haters who were saying they were bad at their concerts, I think you just need to go and experience for yourself. Because if you were there, then you can't say shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I mean, obviously I wasn't there, so I can't really like say facts. But I feel like most of the people that end up hitting on them are just the ones online that haven't seen them in person and just have seen those clips that they have maybe not have exuded the best energy, you know? Yeah, they I think their people whole like to nitpick too, but... but who's your bias? My bias in is Blackpink. Yeah, mine's Jisoo. My girl Jisoo. I love, love her. Rose. Sorry, Rose. I have a thing for like people with accents, so like I gotta love Rose. Okay, <laughs> Koreans always speak in <laughs> what is it British? Like the British English, English. Yes, Koreans. Yeah, Koreans do speak in British English. But, like, Rosé is Australian. I don't know why we're talking about British English right now. Oh, okay. <sighs> Sorry, I get British English. No, but, like, you're not wrong, though. Like, when Koreans, like, learn English in school, they use, like, the British forms of different things and stuff. Anyways, that's just to say, Rosé is my bias because I have I have a thing for accents, okay? I love accents. So, okay, what is your favorite group, then? If your bias is Rosé, but is Blackpink your favorite group as well? I would say my favorite groups, my two favorite favorite groups are Blackpink and EXO because EXO, okay, listen, my K-pop journey, quote unquote, whatever, started with Girls' Generation because that is like their music videos and their music played on TVs when I was a kid, like back when I was still living in Vietnam. So like they were what started my like my introduction to k-pop but i would say xo is really what got me like into into k-pop because when i was like standing xo that was like the height of my k-pop stand culture like right mm. now i wouldn't say like i'm out of touch with it i still very much listen to k-pop but it's not like nearly as much as when i was standing xo and like they are xo would be like the reason why i know about like stand culture and or stan twitter culture and all of these different things that i do know about k-pop now um but so yeah exo and then blackpink because i love blackpink and i've like i have stand them since their debut in like 2016 like i like how well okay first off i want to say like i like how we're on opposite ends kind of on the fact that like um you have been like a long time k-pop fan and i was like introduced to it at the age of 12 and, um, you know, like, there was a point in time I was really into it. Then I got, like, out of touch with it. And then now I'm really back into it this past year. But, anyways, my top two favorite groups, I think, are Blackpink. Is because Blackpink was the first ever group I was introduced to. And I think every single song of theirs is a hit. Plus, their music videos literally um, amaze me. Yeah. And um, New Jeans. I freaking love New Jeans. Even though they only have five songs out, you will catch me doing the OMG dance singing ditto <laughs> the hype boy i literally love hype boy but i think the reason why i like new jeans in particular is the fact that like it's the first group that i've really like gravitated towards and really have found very interesting i like their concept and everything that has debuted and i was there with their debut that makes mm. sense you know i can understand that though because like for me that was blackpink like i Literally, when you talk about New Jeans having only five songs, like, imagine me as a Blackpink stan when they only <laughs> had five songs for, like, two years. 
like so i i definitely understand where you're coming from though like the sentiment of like this like they de- debut when you're like into it and then like you feel yeah. like you want to something you can follow with yeah yes and also honey is vietnamese and that's my vietnamese girly that's my sister that's that is my sister she's also australian so australian there are a lot of australian idols like a lot so yeah anyways that's besides the point (laughs) (laughs) but like we said k-pop is such like now it's so big and it's like i think part of the reason there's a lot of reasons why i think it's big but like oh why do you think think it's big too (laughs) like you said though like blackpink's music videos first of all it's just the sheer production value that like is the standard in the k-pop entertainment industry you will not catch a group's music video slipping okay whether it Uh. might be a weird ass concept but, like, it will still be something that's, like, very eye-catching and yes. interesting to watch. Like, the song might be shit, in your opinion, but the music <laughs> video will still be lit, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, oh my god. Oh, take a breath. Okay, sorry. I thought it was going to, like, throw up in my mouth. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been having that problem throwing up my mouth. What's that called? Gag reflex? Not gag reflex. Acid reflex. Anyways, mm-hmm. besides the point, they know how to market. The Korean uh, media marketing strategy strategy is platinum. It's gold. Like even um, I don't know if you're aware of the group XG, but they are um, a Japanese. I I want to say are Japanese. Like everything. Um, yeah, they're like a glo- they consider themselves a global group, but I think the label they're under is Japanese. But they are using the Korean market as a way to market and promote themselves, which is such a smart way to introduce themselves as their uh, new group and really get themselves out there. And the Korean market right now really is the way to like spread a lot of things because, like I said, marketing in Korea for media and such like that, it will... it. It's been going to a global success. Yeah. I think they're really smart with it. But um, continuing with the why we think K-pop is so big, I think one of the biggest differentiations between, I would say, Western music and maybe, like, K-pop and also just, like, actually, maybe just K-pop. And, like, I don't know. Maybe like in other Asian countries to other Asian um, music is the fact that like for K-pop specifically, it's very group dominated. Yeah. Like a lot of the artists that are popular and just a lot of the artists in general, like they are groups, you know, whereas in Western mm-hmm. culture, it's mostly soloists. You don't see a lot of groups or at least like I don't know. Yeah. I'll just yeah, you don't really see a lot of groups I feel like in western music. I think in western music like it was very groups were big back in I think there's every generation there's a new group. Like if you go back like what the 60s, 70s, 80s, I don't know how old they are. Like the Beatles, that they were the big group of the day. And then it was like Beyoncé, Destiny's Child, and then it's One mm-hmm. Direction, Fifth Harmony. It's very generational, I think. Yeah. There's like one group per generation that in America. Out. Yeah. 
I kind of agree. But then, yeah. But in I don't know. Korea, K-pop, you have so many um, groups that dominate the whole market. And yeah, constantly for every yes. single generation. And I feel like, like I said too, it's it's definitely group dominated because you do have your soloists. Don't get me wrong. I love IU. Going along with K-pop too. <laughs> like when we're talking about our favorite artists, I love IU. Heart her. But um, so like there's definitely soda, soloists that like dominate the industry too. But again, very group dominated. And I think that's a big differentiation between the two types of music. Yeah. <laughs> is like, struggling today. Oh my gosh. I literally just burped in my like mouth. TMI. But yeah. But also I think why uh, the group domination is so powerful is because like you have very strong um I don't know if the personalities is the right word, but like in K-pop groups, they are um divided up by like a lead solo, a lead I'm sorry, a lead vocalist or a lead dancer, a lead rapper. So they have these people that are really good at these specific things and they excel in, you know, if they're a rapper, they're really good at rapping and they have that certain part and it's like all these different pieces that fit into the puzzle and make it a really good picture in the end and it really pays off for the groups. Yeah, and I think going along with that too, it allows fans to have like a bias because like it's having a bias is a very big thing in like K-pop fan culture, especially to in like Korea. Oh my gosh. Like if you want to go into it, like there's people will pre-choose their person like straight from their yeah. debut and be like this is the person I'm sticking with. This is the person that I'm going to buy all the albums and, like, collect all the photo cards to. This is the person that I'm going to open a fan site and only take pictures of them. It's huge, like, bias culture. So, which is why I think, like, that is also plays into, like, why K-pop is so big, you know? Yeah. Like, literally, the influence K-pop idols have in Korea and in the world is literally insane. The chokehold they have on people it's insane like the way yeah. they do it through fashion you know no oh, speaking fashion. of fashion like i really want to expand on that because i'm a huge fashion girly it i don't know i like to read and I, i'm very invested in the fashion world let's just say but like recently it genuinely has like k-pop's influence though on fashion has been huge because you see like all of these k-pop idols being signed as ambassadors under these yeah. huge huge brands like i i kind of want to bring up blackpink because like that they are a very common example so like all four members of blackpink are ambassadors for crazy huge like fashion companies chenny for chanel like rose for ysl jisoo for dior and like lisa for celine and like they are like they literally these k-pop idols nowadays they're serving as like the faces of these brands which is insane and i think it's really starting to change i don't even know what it's starting to just like fashion in general the fashion industry but also like the k-pop industry you know i love i love to see it i love to see asian representation in the fashion industry and i like where it's going you know and even in the beauty industry like juicy with dior they literally made like a whole like a what was it like a lip oil color yeah they made a whole one for her which is crazy for yeah literally like i don't know if you guys 
understand how big of a deal that is. Like, Dior loves our baby Jisoo. <laughs> but they, and, like, like such an impact. Yeah. That's, like, I'm pretty sure that's not uncommon, too. Because there are a lot of, like, that's happened before. Like, I'm pretty sure Exos Kai, he's, like, an ambassador for Gucci. And I'm pretty sure, like, they had, like, a, I don't want to say a collab, or, like, something made with him. And then also, like, I know it's happened to, like, other artists, too, like, who there's some, just something is made, like, with them. I'm pretty sure Lisa literally had, like, a, she's also, like, an ambassador for Bulgari, which is, like, a jewelry-dominated brand, I guess. I'm pretty sure they made a watch for her, like, a Lisa, like, special watch or something like that. I don't know. But it's really changing, like, the fashion industry. Like, this is a huge thing that's going on. Not just, like, K-pop, but, like, Ashley fashion, you know? Yeah. And I do want to talk about, like, with all... This is fashion and um, K-pop idols. What are your thoughts on labels debuting these little children at 13, 14 years old, under the ages of 16? And, like, a lot of them end up kind of getting sexualized in the public's eye, you know, with outfits they wear and just being sexualized in general these kids are literally children 13 and 14 years old debuting yeah i do not like this new trend that is going on with debuting idols so freaking young like i just don't think it's okay first of all like yeah it's just not okay like i don't like literally i don't know what more to say about it other than it's just not okay but i guess expanding on it a little bit i don't know if you've seen videos like on Twitter or like TikTok and stuff of like these idols that fan signs and like I remember specifically seeing one for New Jeans. Literally, their fan that was sitting across from them was like an old ass man. And like I'm not saying like you can't be an old man and still enjoy like some good music, but there's just it's weird there, you know. I think it's I it's a little bit naive to say that he's like that old man might be only in it for the music because I think there's there's got to be a, some sort of like fetish yeah. there definitely and i just don't think it's okay especially because now i feel like adding on to the whole their debuting is so young so then it's normalized that like Mm -hmm. if you are not an idol that is young like your late teens early 20s and if you're an idol that is like approaching your 30s or in your 30s you're considered like quote-unquote old when they could like when they're literally not like the furthest thing from being old you know Mm-hmm. And like, I think it... I think I s- oh sorry to interrupt you. No, go on, go on. I was just saying how like, I think I saw like a post I don't know where of like Red Velvet's Irene and it was like a picture of her and then somebody was saying oh like Irene's getting old and people were like be so <gasps> for real she's no, like she's in her early thirties and she's literally beautiful like she doesn't look old by any means. But again, it's just that this new trend of, like, debuting idols so young, it's normalizing, like, such young ages and also, like, adding on to the stigma of, like, idols can't age now, I guess? Yeah. And, like, it just, debuting at such a young age causes so, it's just, no, it's just literally so many problems. Like, if you guys know of YG's new girl group, which is YG 
is over Blackpink um, for reference. Anyways, they are debuting this group called Baby Monster. And they literally took the name Baby Monster in a very literal sense. Because literally all the girls are babies. <laughs> They're literally 13, mm-hmm. 14, 15 years old. And it's like, don't get me wrong. They are talented. You can be talented at a young age. But you shouldn't be put in, like, in this position of stardom and fame at this because it's very detrimental to their mental health it's very physically taxing to be an idol especially one that debuts you know that's even 10 times harder at that young age it's very physically and mentally taxing on them and just like you know many people also don't are might not be aware of these girls ages and um it's just weird with like for example, from New Jeans, um, Hayne, she's 15, 14, 15 years old. And um, there's this guy on, he was like a Korean idol, I think. He was on this like YouTube video or show. And he was saying how like she's his type and attractive or whatnot. But I don't think he understood that she was only 14 years old, you know? So like oh. people are like sexualizing and saying these things about young girls but they might not even know that they're this young and that that is obviously like a problem you know yeah i definitely understand or (laughs) not understand i definitely agree and going back to the whole they have so much talent thing my thing is listen their talent if they are talented at such a young age that talent is not gonna go away like they can keep becoming or they can keep being trainees and whatnot but they need to go to school and like a lot of idols who debut young do still go to school but like at this time like it's such an important like developmental period that like being just thrusted into stardom and all of these things that you have to deal with along with having to navigate the challenges of like growing up and like finding out who you are like on the public side i don't think that's the reason why like if you've ever like listened to american celebrities or just celebrities in general who were like child stars like talk about their experiences literally all of them are traumatized yeah, <laughs> like regret it traumatized. yeah like and- i don't think there's a single one of them who are like oh yeah i had an amazing all around 100 percent great experience being a child star like no they're all traumatized or like something happened or like there's like different things of that they regret about being like such a public figure at such a young age. Yeah. And I think in the K-pop industry and any industry period, you know, I think there's just so much that goes behind the scenes that is dark stuff that we don't know about that they are being exposed to at such a young influential age. Definitely. I feel I feel so bad like they just because obviously at this young age you're just like oh my gosh I'm so excited I can't believe I get to do this but they don't really know what's gonna happen to them it's like oh my I just can't believe like kids that literally have just like some of them have literally just started puberty are already becoming like so yeah idols this is insane to me literally some of them are still in like middle school (laughs) yeah that's crazy but along with that too it's just like when you're de- when you debut idols so young they have to deal with like the toxicity of like their fandoms and like just the public in general which is not a good thing at all yeah. 
and like every person obviously every single celebrity no matter who they are what country they come from what culture it is they have there's like toxic people that they have to deal with but i think in k-pop too like especially one of the biggest things is that there is oh sometimes fandoms can be so toxic like international fans and also korean fans like they are being watched like every single move of them is like being yeah. judged anything anybody does literally they cannot catch a break <laughs> yes and like i know you earlier you talked about stan twitter and how like it's so fun and like it's a whole culture and everything but also with stan twitter there's cancel culture and people just get canceled and downgraded and bad talked left and right for literally anything these days even if it's like not even something bad at all you know yeah no stan twitter literally when i was like at the height of my k-pop career whatever (laughs) it feels that's i don't know i wouldn't really call it that but i guess like when i was really really into k-pop because like i said right now like i'm not like i still listen to it but i'm not really like oh i keep up with every single move stan twitter at that time was i honestly feel like it was worse than it is now like it's kind of gotten a little bit better now but literally when i was like an exo fan and i was like on twitter as an exo fan there were like fan wars happening every single day people were <laughs> bashing like other groups left and right they're saying oh this this group you're like it's just like the whole comparing thing and people are jealous and people always want to downgrade other people's achievements and so it's like you say one bad thing about like my idol i'm gonna come for your idols it is so bad like (laughs) i hope it's better now i don't really know what the culture is right now because i'm not like into that anymore but yeah very toxic speaking of like just toxicity in general though like not even fans are critical but also just like korean netizens are critical so and not even fans are critical but it's the koreans and what they're called netizens quote-unquote that are super hyper critical like Mm -hmm. i swear these idols are like under a freaking microscope all the time because they dissect them if they think they don't fit the certain korean beauty standard if they're too fat if they're too skinny they're too ugly you know they don't look a certain way they don't act a certain way they did this they said this like Mm -hmm. i don't know you know danielle from new jeans she literally had to apologize did she say she apologized for calling she said lunar's new year she called it chinese new year and everybody was like fuck you literally she had to post the whole apology yeah and then on the opposite spectrum of that um when one young i'm pretty sure was it i'm pretty sure it's one young from ive when she said happy lunar new year there were people bashing on her for saying like you need to pay homage to chinese culture and call it chinese new year because that's where it originated and so like people cannot be happy with anything (laughs) and it's not just like netizens it's just like general public all around the world which is 
characters. Like, leave them alone, y'all. Why are people like this? Yeah, and also, like, going along with how critical they are, these idols cannot, like, have a personal life. Literally, yeah, oh my people gosh. feel the need, like, people feel like, just because they are these public figures, like, they can't date, they can't do fun, th- you know, like, they can't literally have a personal life. And I think that's one of the differences between western culture that i appreciate more about the western media and the western like entertainment industry is that people are chill like literally nobody gives a fuck whatever happens okay i mean the western media is still pretty critical but it is a little bit relaxer but they are still pretty critical critical yeah well i think like you have to go really far in order for them to actually be like shun you from the industry you know yeah i think a lot of the like sorry i was gonna say in western media though like a lot of the mishaps i guess celebrities do is taken into stan twitter and actually made like in comedy i guess yeah yeah because it's like i don't know i think the severity of it is very different whereas like literally Mm -hmm. If somebody starts dating in Western culture, nobody's gonna fucking care. They're gonna be like, "Oh my god, new couple!" Like it's like, just fucking weird, you know? Yeah. But like in, or I guess like sometimes it's just weird. People like date people that are least expected to date, like the whole Kim K and Pete Davidson thing. Anyways, <laughs> but like in <laughs> in like Korean entertainment industry, if an idol is found to be dating, I guess it's a lot more accepting now. People. Are, there's still a lot of heat that they get, but it's not nearly as as bad as I remember, like, back then, like, just a couple years ago. Dude, like, people would hate on them. Like, pe- they would be dropped. Like, their fans would be like, no, like, get out. Like, we don't like you anymore. Or, like, people that have, like, fans that had them as their buyers would be like, I don't want to stand you anymore. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know why, but, like, specifically in K-pop, fans or just the general public feel like it's their call and they feel like it's selfish of idols to have a personal life which makes no sense to me yeah i don't know people people judge to judge they hate just the hates i guess we'll never know you know but I think with all these differences that we seek from Western media and Korean slash Asian media, I'm pretty excited for what the future holds for K-pop and how it will contribute to bringing Asians into mainstream media and help contribute to some Asian representation in media. Um, Yeah, I think it's definitely been a huge, like, um, proponent of highlighting Asians in media. Recently, yeah. like all around the globe, you know, films, K-pop has really played a huge role in that. So gotta give credit where it's due. Yes. So like, like I said, BTS is not everything, but <laughs> we do appreciate them for all they've done, and like because their music blew up and because they're so loved internationally, that has really brought the spotlight onto K-pop as a genre, and consequently highlighted other artists and just how good this genre of music can be but yeah i mean if you listen to k-pop keep listening to (laughs) k-pop i don't know (laughs) and if you're not a k-pop fan we recommend you start with some of our favorites blackpink new jeans 
EXO, IU. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wanho. Freaking love that man. He's so fun. But yeah. Also, if you are a hater or if you don't really understand the hype around K pop, I can understand you where you're coming from but just i hope that you don't judge other people for liking the things that they like oh yeah that's very that's a very sweet note to end off on well yeah yes <laughs> i don't know what did you i was waiting for you to say anyways too where can you find us <laughs> yeah guys okay anyways you guys, that you literally just experienced me having a malfunction. It's because it's late at night. And, like, I'm just like, my brain is on scrambles. But, yeah, two, where can you find us? Wait, we're leaving that part in. I was planning on it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. You can find us on Instagram, at the fucking podcast. Um, and um, a lot of places where you get your podcasts. So Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, Google. Yeah. Yes. The Holy Trinity of four. That works. Right? Uh-huh. Sure. Anyways, Anyways, that is a wrap on yeah. the sixth episode of the fucking podcast. Bye. Blackpink. Signing out. Girl, you can never be Blackpink. <laughs> Wait, no, I be- no, no. Let me read that. Let me, let me read that. The fucking podcast, living your area. <laughs> this is. I uh, good luck editing this, bro. Good luck editing this shit.